This is a 38 Medicine production. Okay, so for those who don't know, my name is uh, Josh Rayford. Most people know me as J1. I'm VP of Programming at Pandora and Sirius XM. Hold on, I'm not there yet. I'm educated, I'm a homeowner, I got good credit, and I am single. And that's why, uh, really, I made this podcast because I was thinking to myself, like, last summer, like, damn, I got all this stuff going on, but I'm still out here struggling dating and stuff and whatnot. But, so I decided to make this podcast <laughs> to talk about it and to talk to other men and women about their dating struggles. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with being single. We're not bitter about it. We're just having conversations and exploring. So, you know, hopefully I can discover something about myself, what I'm doing wrong, and you can do the same thing and we can all figure it out together. But um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's out on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, listen, comment. Please, I'm trying to get the numbers up so I can get some sponsorships and get that extra bag and do more of these events. All right, so let's talk about what we got tonight. Um, Hopefully, again, you got to mix and mingle. You weren't in your phones. You met somebody new. We're going to mix and mingle after. Again, be social. I know we've been like locked up for the past couple of years, but we outside now. Uh, We got a really dope group of men and women up here and you're gonna meet them in a little bit. Uh, I'm so excited to hear what they gotta say in the conversations. We were having some fun conversations up in the green room, but we're gonna get to that and y'all better not like hold back because I remember what y'all said. And we got a very special guest, my guy, Eric Bellinger. He's gonna come through. Y'all give it up for Eric Bellinger. He's, gonna, he's not only going to sing, he's going to participate in the podcast. And even though he's married, he's going like, to school us to the game and let us know like, what we need to do to get on his level and whatnot. All right? He's going to give us some game. He said he's AKA Dr. Love. So are y'all ready to meet these lovely group of men and women up here? Okay, we're we going to go ladies first. We're going to start at the end. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Monique A. Mitchell. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm a graduate of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Why not? I'm an HBCU grad. I am a media magic maker for some of your favorite global brands, and I also work with um, some amazing entrepreneurs. I'm an influencer, and I'm also a podcaster. I'm very excited to be with you all tonight to talk about why I'm successful and single. Yes, Soror. Shout out to the AKs in the building, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and to all Greeks, I believe in unity. Hello, everyone. I'm Crystal Garner. I go by KG. I am the general manager for Trap Music Museum. I'm also the ambassador for Georgia for Patron Tequila. Also influencer because I'm silly and I love to TikTok and have a good time. Um, also successful and single, AF in the A. Originally from New York City, been engaged before, so we'll talk about that a little bit before, I mean, coming up. And yeah, just looking forward to a real candid, real conversation about this dating scene, because it's tragic. (laughs) Good evening, everyone. My name is Matt Harper. I'm proud native of Atlanta, Georgia, proud graduate of Morehouse College. Also a member of Cap Alpha Sofa, you know it. This yo, is my yo. Fight, J1. Um, and I own a branded agency called SY Branded Agency that specializes in event production, branding, and creative services. All of my events were recently featured uh, in BOSSIP as like top programming for a black professional. So I would love to have you guys out 
and can talk about things that I do. I am single. I am successful. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to keep it even on both sides. I don't believe in gender bash. I want us to have a genuine conversation about Bridge and Venus and Mars so we can go in a positive direction together. So, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all give it up for the panel one more time. Okay, so if you've listened to my podcast or you haven't, I usually start my podcast by asking, you know, my guests, why are they single? But we're going to switch it up for tonight for time purposes. So I wanted to start off with this. According to Pew Research, in 1990, 67% of people ages 25 to 54 were married. Fast forward to 2019, only three years ago, that number dropped to 53%. It's probably lower now. But so the first topic, why do you think so many people are single right now, especially in a city like Atlanta, where you have so many young professionals who are doing their thing across all industries, whether it's entertainment, business, government, whatever, but it's still a mess out here. We can't find each other. What, what, what's going on? We're going, we're going to start with you, KG. Dang. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm mixy and I'm out in these streets. But for work, I get paid to play. Shout out to Patron. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> understand when you see me outside, I'm probably collecting a check. So, um, wow. Yes, that is a very layered question because there's so many reasons to it. One, just in general, I really feel that access has changed so much over the years, and that plays a major role. Like, when my mom met my dad, and she did meet him in a club, Studio 54, if you ever heard of it, in New York City. <laughs> so that's where I get my ratchetness from. But they met each other out. They had to continuously see, meet somewhere or talk on a court phone and get to know each other, and, and, and then they got down to, you know, make a KG and things like that. But they took time to get to know each other. I feel like currently the access has changed. You can go on social media, you can meet someone, go on their social media and decide not to talk to them, you know? Or you can go on social media and somebody that you never would have crossed paths with, slide in their DMs and be able to talk to them. So access has changed and I feel like here in Atlanta in this great city, amazing city full of phenomenal black successful individuals, it's so many options. And I feel like people keep saying, yeah, you dope, but dang, she might be doper or he might be doper. And people aren't taking the time to find that energy partner, that soulmate, that twin flame. People are just jumping from option to option because there's just so many. Access has changed drastically. Like you got something you want to say? Oh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, I think the first thing is definitely transparency. I don't think people are very truthful about what they have going on or not going on. Um, I think people don't have patience. I think people, you know, when you date people, you want, you want people to be perfect, but nobody's perfect. So you have to give people opportunity to kind of grow into who they're supposed to be. Um, and I think social media is definitely a problem. I think. Ooh, um, speak on that. I feel like, I mean, social media is definitely layered, but one, you're comparing your, your life to somebody else's life, and it's a highlight reel, so you don't know what people that got part. going on. Um, I feel like when you're dating someone, you think that the grass is always greener on the other side, and that's definitely not the case. And three, I feel like people misrepresent themselves online, so when you meet them in person, it's the complete opposite of who they actually are. Um, so I think those things mixed into each other makes it a very chaotic dating scene. And the other thing is, everybody thinks they're the best thing since sliced bread. Now, I do think that I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Say what you But, you know, it's really about who's the perfect fit for you. Yeah. So while you think you know, you're the best thing or you're better than somebody, 
it's really about how you connect with people, not on like the physical, but it's like mental and spiritual. And I don't think people have the time for that. So I think it makes dating chaotic and a hot mess. Hot mess. I have a, I have a few points to that. I think that the generation that we're in, like I call it the microwave generation, where we want everything fast paced. Doesn't matter if it's love, success, food, we want it instant. And things that have longevity and are gonna go the distance, they take time. We also, to your point on having access to information, uh, we're a lot more intentional about our professional development and what we want for ourselves. So there's a thing as being good selfish and bad selfish. Um, and I think that we play on both of those sides in regards to where we want to go for ourselves in our career um, and our non-negotiables. But we have to center ourselves, humble ourselves, and be grounded in regards to the expectations that we want in a relationship and then that what we project in others. So we have to be mindful of that. Um, so that's some of the points that I would say just in regards to why. And it's just a different world, too, than our, our parents in yeah. regards to, you can just look at the housing market. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's just a different landscape. A lot of us incurred a lot of debt just pursuing post-secondary education that wasn't as gaping as it was years ago. And even the dynamic of what relationships are and gender roles play a part that were different when our parents uh, were dating and what those are now. So it's a lot of factors. Those are all really good points. I mean, I'll just add on, I think there's just a lot of distractions out there. Like what you were saying, most of our parents, they didn't have phones to look at or social media or a million and one channels or things that they can do at home. They had to go outside. They had to meet people. They had to interact. So, um, but at the same time, social media and all these outlets have allowed us to connect with more people. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, the next thing I kind of want to harp on, and this is something, you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell them myself, all right? I'm gonna put my, myself out there, is, is finding that line between like settling and compromising, but not lowering your standards, right? So for me, I think about like, the reason why I'm single is for the longest time, I, I, I had a checklist. I think we've all had that checklist of what we thought our perfect match was supposed to look like. Like I wanted her to look like this and have this and have that and be this age and you know have all this stuff going for them. And then I look back and I'm thinking, okay, they may have been maybe three or four people they didn't have all those checks, but they had a good 80% of them. And I just disregard them because of them, them three checks that they didn't have. 80-20. And it could have led to something. And you single, right? Right. So I say that to say, like, how do you find that balance? Because a lot of us, we talk about not settling. We, oh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to lower my standards. But at the same time, how long are you supposed to wait for Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect? Well, perfection is just not real. Let's just be clear about it. Um, I think it's about, I'm 34, I'll be 35. I know I look amazing. Yes. <laughs> she said, what? Um, I think it's about- like Light don't crack. It doesn't crack. I think it's about non-negotiables. It's about what are the key things that are important to you? And I feel like seasons in life, I feel like we kind of like throw people away. They don't have things that we want now, but you don't know what tomorrow or next month or like six weeks will look like from now. So it's about find those things that you're willing to- be down for. So, like, for me, it's about, like, are you nice? Are you a nice person? You could date somebody, they got all the things, but they're just not nice. Who wants to be bothered with that? Are you spiritual? Do you love God? 
Do you love your mama? How you treat women? Do you have ambition? I was talking to Robin upstairs when we were getting ready, and I love a different world. Y'all like a different world? That's part of the reason I went to HBCU. And then the episode, my favorite episode, is when Dwayne was begging for uh, Whitley to come marry him. And she, he's like, you know, he always felt like he wasn't good enough for Whitley. And she's just like, I just want an enterprising man. Right? She wants a man that has some, some level of ambition, something that he wants to do. That's something she can work with. It's about what can you work with and what are you willing to stay around for in the long haul. So when you throw people, when you throw people away, you talk about settling, it's about what can you spend a lifetime with someone working, them, working with them through versus just being like, oh, I'm not doing that because they're not this today, but you don't know who, who people can be tomorrow. I mean, I kind of want to piggyback because I feel like everyone has the kind, kind of the same point of view. I think I kind of messed up and that's why I'm single. Whereas I always saw potential in people and I would date them, be with them for years. And my friends are like, why do you date beneath your worth, right? Why are you with people that are not growing or that are stagnant or hindering your growth? Um, because I just always saw potential, right? And, and I thought that was co the cool thing to do. And then in hindsight now, when I get into those situations where I see the potential, I, don't, I feel like if I go for the potential, then I'm gonna be settling. So then that's when the settle conversation comes back into play. It's like, well, dang, if I go ahead, it, we, we in our mid-30s now, and he's still gotta grow, and I'm still growing, but you know, do I, wanna, do I have time for that, right? Especially, especially as a female, especially as a, a black female that deals with fertility issues, it's like, okay, I'm 35, if we're gonna date, we gotta talk about marriage and kids, and a lot of men, to be honest, around this current age group don't wanna have that conversation, so I don't really have the time to grow with someone and wait for them to be ready to be at that point because I'm 35 now. But I also took the time to make sure that I became the woman that I was destined to be because I could have just stayed with someone that I felt I was growing with, like I was engaged. But what I love about my ex-fiance is that he saw the potential in me to be better than who I was at that moment and he said, we need to separate so that you can grow into the woman you're destined to be so you don't be upset 10 years from now with just being a housewife, which no offense to each, to each their own, but he said, but you would be upset with just being a housewife. So we have to separate so you can grow into the woman you need to be. But now I'm fast forward 35, like, well, damn, I'm here. <laughs> Who is the person that's gonna be here and be at that same mindset as me? Because everyone that I currently meet is not on that wavelength. I got you. I think for me, I have this word that I use in dating. The R word is my favorite word, reciprocity. Mm. So in regards to what your list is that you make when you are looking for a partner, I'm big on if you are doing those things for yourself. Mm -hmm. So like, do not, do, don't project the expectation or have the expectation on me that you cannot provide for yourself. So that is like a big red flag. And, and, and listen to me. Please, I love my sisters. I come from a black woman. I have two sisters that I adore, a grandmother that I love. That is the biggest red flag a lot of successful single black men have when they're dating is they get a lot of projection placed on them on what they're supposed to be, on how they should act, what courtship looks for them and what they should provide for, for a woman. And then it's not like that on the other side. Now, I'm not oblivious to what the plight of a black woman in regards to being evenly yoked, dating someone, 
within your tax bracket, dating someone that has the emotional intelligence that women have because you guys are much more mature than we are, that's not lost on me. But that is a red flag and we have, whether good or bad, the advantage of dating a wider pool, more selections, just naturally. It's naturally more women than men on the planet. Now, if you drill it down to black men to black women, it's even more gaping, excuse me. You throw in post-secondary education, it's through the roof and men that are heterosexual. I have friends in the LGBT community. I'm all for everybody, humanity, so don't take that the wrong way. But you have to be cognizant of what you want and making sure that you're checking those boxes yourself as well. So just being real and be aware of what you digest, especially on social media, because inherently you see all these memes of what you're not gonna tolerate, or what you want, what, you, what you're not settling for, and that's okay, like have that but just keep it realistic. Be realistic, don't get lost in the sauce and stay true to yourself. So for me, what I look for, and I'll end it, I look for a woman that's kind because that correlates well to my energy. You know, like I am a alpha male, right? And sometimes I can be like just hyper-masculine or hyper, if I know I want something, I go get it. And that could be seen sometimes as like aggression or like I don't have no problem running up on a woman telling her I think she's beautiful and I want her. You know what I mean? It's, it, ain't for, it ain't for everybody, you know? Like, we live in a social media generation, so just, just being mindful of a lot of all those dynamics, I think, will help you um, get to where you want to go. And so for me, I kind of curtailed it down from she has to, like, look this way a certain way to just, is she nice? Is she kind? You know, is she a kind woman? Because that works well with me and my vibration. You, you said something real key. You said tax bracket. Yeah. And that part. And uh, that, that can be a point of contention, especially when it comes to dating, as far as are you comfortable dating somebody that makes more money than you, less money than you? Um, you know, I, I know sometimes that could be an issue for women if you make more than the man that you're dating. It could be an issue for the man. Some men feel intimidated by that. Right. You know, they don't feel like they're the man if, if, right. the, if their woman is making more money. So what are your thoughts on that? Like. Are you open to dating somebody that makes significantly less money than you? And I, I know that's, this is a hot topic with some dude, some clown, was on a podcast talking about he wouldn't talk to a woman. I, I'm not even, listen, he don't speak for me. <laughs> um, and I, I make six figures. So in regards to if a woman or a woman that I'm dating or interested in makes more than me, I'm perfectly fine with that. Because a true hustler a man that has true ambition and a man that's a true king, you want a queen. You guys can conquer more together. Like Obama isn't who he, Barack isn't who he is without Michelle and vice versa. There's plenty of examples. So if my woman makes more than me, that will allow, that's added motivation for me to want to hit that goal. You know, and, 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 and I'm a competitor, but we're also a team. So we're bringing that together and that's how I look at it. It's, it's incentivized for me to get more on my hustle. And a woman recognizes if a man has ambition and he's busting his butt every day to go get it. And, and they give grace and they extend that grace. Um, and I don't think a woman that is right within and has great intentions for a man and that speaks life into a man um, would belittle him for making less if she knows that he's doing everything within his capacity to provide. Right, so that's, well, that's my opinion. But I kind of want you to talk a little bit more to help me understand. So my most recent relationship, um, it, it kind of ended with the fact that, and, and this is over six years of us, back, well, we were together three years, broke up, and then got back for another two and a half. So going on, and going into our sixth year, 
um, when I became a six-figure income earner and became, uh, I mean, he was already making six figures, but I was making a higher amount of six figures than him. He came in intimidated because he kind of felt, I mean, this is what he projected. His energy was, well, now, I, you know, you could take care of the check and, you know, you don't need me type of scenario. And it got to a point where it kind of got toxic of just him feeling away and his ego being bruised because I got to a point to making more money than him. And that eventually that in a long distance of me having to relocate here, you know, turmoil to the relationship. But I'm just trying to understand because I don't really feel that that's our way as females, I just want to understand from the male perspective, why is it such an issue if your woman makes more money than you? <laughs> you look at me. I, you have I, friends. You know, it doesn't I, have to be I, you, I mean, but maybe I, your I, friends. Here's the th it, it, I mean, here's the thing. I, I personally don't have that issue. I've, you know, I'm blessed to have both of my parents in, in my life, and I've seen cases where my dad was out and my mom was the breadwinner and stuff, and she held together the family and stuff. I think it's about more so of a, a mutual respect. Um, as, a, as a man, you shouldn't allow your income, if you're making more than your, your, the person you're dating, that shouldn't be like your green light to be like, well, I'm paying for this, I'm paying for that. And on the flip side, you know, I think the men that have issues with it are sometimes when they feel like their woman uses it against them. So I think it needs to be a, 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 a mutual respect as far as like, okay, I make more than you, cool. You make more than me, fine. But we still respect each other. We're still together. I personally don't mind. You make more money than me, that's cool. We, we you know, we, that just means we going on better trips this stuff, and we live it better. <laughs> that's what I thought, so, you know. <laughs> but 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 there are guys out there like, but but most men, most men like naturally we're we're hunters, we're providers, and we want to be like the head of the household and provide and take care of our woman or our family and stuff. A real man will, and like sometimes it'll make a guy feel less of a man if their woman is making more than them. So, so that's a great point. I mean, I second everything everybody's saying. I think it's really about partnership because I could be making money today, especially if I work in corporate America and get laid off and I ain't got no money. So, and it, the roles can flip. So money isn't like, um, it's not a deal breaker. It's about what can we do together versus apart. And if I know something that you don't know, I can educate you on that and vice versa. What can we do together? Like, my parents were married. They would have been married for 41 years this year. So all I know is partnership. Like, when my dad ain't have it, my mom had it. When my mom ain't have it, my daddy had it. So that's just what I grew up on seeing. So that's kind of how my mindset is set. But, I mean, money is relative. But somebody can have money and just ain't worth two pennies rubbed together. So that part don't really, that don't really matter, you know? So we, we getting ready to bring up our guests, but I, I want to talk about one more thing because this is something I personally struggle with uh, when, when you are like out there actively dating, dating multiple people at the same time. Now, as a guy, if, 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 you're, if you're dating right and you know, you're, you're paying for the checks and taking uh, your date to nice places, that could be pricey if you're dating multiple people. Let's just keep it all the way 100. Like a real, huh, pricey. <laughs> Pricey, yeah. Because, um, I mean, a real date in Atlanta, if you do it right, it's going to run you at least 150 to 250 Easy. 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 Multiply that by two or three times a week, you know, you're looking at a car note. So, Minus the hookah. <laughs> minus the hookah, right. So, I mean, that's just from my perspective and, and, and some guys' perspectives. But what are your thoughts as far as, like, 
do you like dating multiple people at once or like do you like just to focus on the person that you're dating and if it doesn't work out then cool then you know you date whoever's next um i'm a virgo so i'm very emotional um so i don't really like to waste people's time or mine so if i don't like you i'm not going to go on a date with you i'm just i'm not going to waste either of ours you know non-renewable resource which is the time um so when i do date I will only date you if I really like you because I don't want to waste your money. I know that's, I, I guess that's the, empath the empathetic part of me. Don't waste my money. I just don't want to waste your money, especially if I don't like you. But if I do like you, then I'm expecting for you to really just court me and lay out the red carpet. That's that just part. me. No, I 100% agree. Uh, I really do. And it's going to sound bad. Don't hate me. But I really treat Atlanta because I come from a big city like a college campus. I, it's just everybody knows everybody. So I really don't date. Um, if I am talking to someone, we're talking. We're not really going out yet. We're getting to know each other to that level to where I feel comfortable going out in public with you. And that's a long time period. There are people that have been in the talking phase with me and never made it to the date phase. Uh, so, because I want to get to, honestly, like I said, I'm at a certain point in my life. And like I said, also as a black woman dealing with, you know, infertility as a thing, I'm just like, hey, if I'm going to date you, it's going to be dating with a purpose. I'm not here to play the games. I did that, been there, done that, 20s. I'm ready to settle down. So if I'm going to date you, then talking to me and getting to know you is going to be the part to let me know if we need to even continue to move forward and, and make sure we make our time together valuable. So the talking phase is very important to me, and then we could go on a date, but I'm, I can't speak to those who are okay with just going on multiple dates because I just don't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable in New York when I was dating, people because it's, it's very expensive to date and then a lot of times a lot of men especially in New York City expected reciprocity it's a clean way of putting it, it. Way. I ain't even gonna say that go ahead man is that what that meant see how they do us fellas y'all see how they do us use our words against us but backtracking I think that um, you, you mentioned um, you were talking about uh, making more bread right and the, the operative phrase was a man feeling less than or not feeling like a man. So ladies, ask a man, what is his definition of being a man? What, is, what does it mean for him to be a black man? Does he have to make the most money? Does he have to be a breadwinner? How is he emotionally? Um, like just ask a man, what is his definition of a black man? And then you'll get somewhere just in regards to what that looks like for him in terms of money, communication, religion, all that jazz. So I want to answer that first. Wait, and before two. you say that, how many people are actually single in this room? All right, cool. I just wanted to know who we're talking to. Anybody married? Yeah. Congratulations. Shout Congrats. out to the married people, man. Y'all stay married. Move <laughs> it to the other side. Ain't nothing out here except hookah and lemon pepper wings. <laughs> I just wanted to know who we was talking to. You know? But, hey, but real, real quick, okay. what we, we were talking about dating, uh, dating multiple, multiple people. people. So for me, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So I don't, I don't really like dating multiple people. And it, economically, it is taxing. If I go out on average, and I encourage black men, do not date if you can't afford it, man. Period. You're just going to be miserable. And then a woman going to sense that energy. When she ordering the lamb chops and all that good, the delicacies. And hey, you, you checking you your, you checking your bank account, change. make sure. Right. <laughs> Man, energy gonna change just cause it's like, dang, I gotta pay for all that. So don't date if you can't afford it. Literally, that's, that's a big thing for me. 
but I'm, I'm not interested in dating, dating multiple women at the same time. It's just not like my cup of tea. Um, and I am very much into my work. I pride myself in my work. I grind hard. Like my business is at the forefront of everything that I do because dates ain't cheap and they ain't free. You know, at least for me. So I'm always, I believe in courtship and I, I'm, I come from old school. So if I ask you out on a date, I'm going to pay for it. Like 100% of the time. Period. I would love for y'all to every now and then be like, man, I'll take you out. You know, I ain't tripping about that. But most of the time, you know, I'm taking a woman out. So for me, I just, I don't, I'm not into dating multiple women at the same time. But in, in retro, in, on the flip side, ladies, I would encourage you, I'm going to be real with you. I would encourage y'all to be, be more owners in regards to dating multiple men. Like, and communicate like, hey, I'm, I'm playing the field. I think that... Y'all not going to be like, dang, she out here in the streets. If it, it, might, it might be motivation to be like, okay, I want to be number one. And, and it's harder for black women to date out here. So you should keep your options open. I've seen a lot of women put their eggs in one basket with something that's not fruitful and leaving something else that may be on the sideline. So take ownership and being empower yourself with dating multiple people. That was good, Matt. No, you're preaching because my homegirl does that and it is working. And I was like, girl, I was like, but I don't want nobody to tell you I'm out here in these streets. And she's like, no, 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 girl. It's, it's working because they're competing game. for that one It's spot. a numbers game. Give it up for the panel so far. Doing their thing. But I'm super excited. He's he's one of my favorite artists, man. But he, this brother is so talented. He's not only an accomplished artist, songwriter, producer. He's written some of the biggest hits, some of the biggest collabs. And he is currently on tour right now. Y'all make some noise for Eric Bellinger. Dr. Love Dr. Is Love easy. is in the building. Okay. So, so how long have you been married for? Seven years. Going on eight years. Wow. Yes, sir. How'd y'all meet in the first place? Man, we knew each other for a while just from being in L.A. Um, she was in a singing group called Isis, and I was in a group called Anu back in the day. So we had the same management at the time, but I was a little younger, per se. <laughs> it wasn't the time. It wasn't God's time. And so, you know, we was just cool and actually it was around each other a lot and, and we're able to build a good foundation, build a good friendship. And years down the line, years down the line, we reconnected and then it was just a good time for both of us. And it was like, all right, let's do it now. How did you know the time was right? Man, it was, it was just... She, well, it's, it's, it's dope because she had came off a spiritual journey herself. So she was like in a mode of openness and willingness, but also fullness and security in herself. You know, so I think when I saw her and when I came across her, it was just something different. It was like, oh, love, oh, love, you know? And I think at the end of the day, it's up to the man to pursue. It's up to the man to be on the chase. And you have to be chase worthy. You have to be, um, you know, the one that makes him feel like when he out there with anybody else, he's wasting his time. And that was the vibe. So, but how did you know, like, you were ready? You noticed that yeah. she was... You know, yeah. she was ready. There was something different about yeah. her. Yeah. How did you know that you were ready? Because she was so ready that I stopped what I was doing and forced myself to be ready. Wow. That's, that's she amazing. She was too ready. So, so, what, so what things did you have to, like, kind of change about yourself 
as a single guy, because when I talk to my married friends, they say, yo, you know, you can't live the way you live. And it's not even about living wild or anything like that. It's just you can't really do your own thing or some of the old habits that you had, you kind of have to change that up. Were there some things that, like, you had to change uh, going from, you know, a single man to being yeah. in a relationship? So I had a unique situation. I was, I was like, coming out of a relationship, like, uh, something that I wasn't there mentally, you know what I'm saying? But I was just, like, there. Like, I'm going to just keep going because we have a past and we have a history and it's comfortable, you know? Um, at, at the point when we was like, let's chill, I was like so focused on music that it's like my habit is really music and the idea of compassion, you know what I'm saying? Having, having one person, like that was always me. I was just being a relationship type dude. I'm R&B to the soul, like, <laughs> you feel me? So it's like I was available and I was uh, just into that. My, my mom and dad, I grew up with both of my parents in the house and my idea was what I always saw, you know what I'm saying? So uh, when it was her, it was like, yo, it's time, to, it's time to do what I gotta do to make sure she knows without a shadow of a doubt because I want her telling the world about me the same way that I plan on telling the world about her. That's real. Now you both were in the same industry or in the same industry. That's one of the things like I know I, I struggle with as far as dating somebody within my industry or somebody outside my industry, they have their advantages and disadvantages. You date somebody within your industry, you guys both understand where you're coming from, you understand the schedules. But if it goes wrong, the industry is very small, and chances are you're going to have to either work with that person, you're going to run into them at, at certain events, and people talk. So, like, what, what was it for you to make that decision that, okay... I'm going to go with somebody yeah. in my, my same yeah. industry. That's it. You know, the understanding part, because uh, the person before her was not in the music industry. So it was kind of the opposite. It was like, where you at? What you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm really the one at the studio. I'm really in the booth. Leave me alone. You know, that was the energy. That was the vibe. And then once I got with her, it was like, man, she, she just gets it. Like, this is cool. You know, she's just prayed up, you know, encouraging me and, you know, five, she got the, she got a couple years on me. She got five years on me. So the wisdom was like, oh my God, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was just feeling like I was learning. So I was like, this is, a, this is something that I want to do. And I feel like once I just committed myself to doing it, it was like, yo, this is, this is just, it works. You know what I'm saying? It works. When it don't work, run away. But when it work, run to it. Run away and run to it. That's good advice right there. All right, we, we need your help, Dr. Love. Um, you know, what advice would you give to single men and single women? Let, let's start with the men because, like, we, we, we struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we got to get our acts together and stuff. Huh? Nah. Hey, this is, boy, they just in the back and stuff. We're here, but, but, we're but here, we should, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all got y'all stuff together. Like, we, it takes us a long time to get our stuff together, for real. <laughs> yeah, y'all mature faster yeah. than us. Nah, I'll say I say the same thing. Like, you gotta be the best version of you. Like, you gotta like have it together and not be pursuing nothing. 
until you pursue your own passion, until you pursue your own purpose. Because once you know who you are and she know who she is, now you have two whole people. And now you can pursue to become, you know, something greater. As opposed to one person ain't got no business being in a relationship. Like, not saying like, if you, bro, if you don't, you know, got yourself, if you're not, you know, mentally there, just don't get with nobody. But if you just stop and just say, everybody got to chill for a second. I need to look in the mirror. I need to work on this. I need to do this. And I want to be happy with myself. Now you're not going to settle when that wrong person come around giving you the right type of love. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up right there, man. What about for the women? I, yeah. I was taking notes. What about yeah. for the women? What, what advice do you so, have for the ladies? Man, women, I would say when he tells you who he is, listen, you know. When he give you the energy, that means he wants you. But when it's no energy there, you got to realize that the energy is gone rather than holding on and reminiscing about the first two weeks. All right. I hope y'all passed through. He said, don't give him so too much. How, how do you define the Think energy? Like, like a man. Give us context. Steve please. Harvey already killed us. Do, you, do y'all have any uh, questions for, for Mr. Bellinger? Because oh, he said the energy. What? Tell us the. Okay, because energy could be. The energy. You know the energy. <laughs> Which energy? Nah, <laughs> no. No. Ah, damn. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk nah, to me. You agree. Which energy? All right, I'm talking about the, the, the energy he, he, he had when he was trying to get you. I need consistency. I just need it. Because if it's not there no more, it's like, yo, it's not there. You know it's not there. But when it's somebody that's, wow, this person is actually, like, still here. I'm still hearing from from them. I still get the good morning. I still get the grand rising. I still get the uh, (laughs) 11-11. So are you are you talking about like honeymoon phase? Just being continuous, like it doesn't. Yeah, end? yeah, because okay. I'm still like I'm more in love now than I was eight years ago, way more. Y'all give it up for that. That's real. For sure. I got your I got, face was priceless on that. Um. So I have a question. So first of all, I'm a real fan. I'm talking about the rebirth fan. Hello. Pandora, new first mean. lady. I, listen. Thank you. I listen Thank to you. you. I love your music. You have a beautiful family. You talked about your wife. Um, one thing that stood out about her was that you all were in the same industry. Yeah. Uh, what's like one thing that really made her stand out above the rest? You all in the same yeah. industry, but yeah. what was that like one quality was like, I can't yeah. get that anywhere else? Uh, mm, it, was, it was like her security. It's insane. It's like when somebody just know who they are and they know that God got their hand on them. And they know that anything that you do to them, God gonna take care of you. It's like, it's like I'm not messing with you. Like you know what I'm saying? When we, yeah, I ain't messing with you. <laughs> you know, and that was the vibe. You know, when I first was starting to date her, it was she gave me the choice. Like, yo, I understand. You know what I'm saying? That you got this going on, this going on, that going on. But I'm just letting you know, like I, I love you. I rock with you. But as long as you're over there, you're not coming over here. That's it. And I had to just make a decision, like, do I want to be over here, 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 or over there? It was an easy call. That's beautiful. What's her sign? Her sign is a Libra. My sign, Aries. <laughs> hey! 
you know we the best. Like, <laughs> it was a connection. I felt it. It was the polka dot. It was. A <laughs> I got. I have, I have a. I have something to that point. Yes, sir. What, what Eric said, just in regards to. Hold on, hold on. Keep it down, y'all. Feel it, feeling the man's energy and understand where he is. I would challenge every black man in here to figure out who they are emotionally. So for me, the last two years, I've had to identify like what my trauma is, what a lot of my triggers are, and then I understand that, how my emotions play into Follow, that space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On a physical level, spiritual level, and mental level. So for me, I've learned that I'm, I'm extremely emotional. I wear my, heart some, or wear my heart on my sleeve. And so that triggers a natural emotional response, especially if a woman is trying to express herself and like, I need to listen. I need to listen with un like comprehension and not reaction. And then we can break these generational curses and we can have relationships to where we are depositing positivity and health into it. Cause what you give a woman, she gonna multiply. So it's like, we gotta get right first and then do that. So when he's talking That's about dope. that energy that you can feel that somebody's not interested or if they have a lot of triggers or just like uh, whatever, they're not okay with themselves. Example, making less than a woman. Like it's, it's just a lot of that, that, that um, it's our responsibility, but it's a very, it's an added bonus, it's a plus when we know we have a support system and a woman that's in there with us and recognizes it one, we feel seen and it helps us. It's not your responsibility to handle my mental health and like what I have going on first. Don't let no man project that on you anyway. It's not your responsibility. But it is nice when you help, for sure. A safe space. It, it opens up a, a ping pong of affection, of emotion. Once a man feel like, all right, I can say this, I'm not gonna be judged. Or and, used against me. Yeah, exactly. He used against me, partner. Yeah, that's the bad one. It's like, if you feel that though, if, she, if, you, if you lay it on her and she be like, come here, baby, and she give you the old grandma vibe and she make you feel like you at home, and then you got some encouraging support, it's like he gonna keep coming back. And what it's like, and it's and it reciprocate. It goes back and forth and back and forth. So it's about uh, the commitment to wanting to just be there and wanting to do it, like, like he's saying, like but, but, over and over and over and over. It has to continue. When do you get to that point though? Because sometimes you can't give yourself or you can't give too much of yourself too soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think yeah. the timing is on, on that yeah. or just. That's, that's the one. That's the one. Because early on, you know who playing games. Like, man, you playing games. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can tell. I can tell the vibe. Like, when I want to do it, it's like anything. Like, the same way you are desiring a new pair of shoes, same way you're desiring some new jewelry, a new car, a new comb, whatever it is, if the desire is still there, you can continue. But if it's not anymore, it's like you got to be real with yourself and you got to be real with your partner. And... Um, just be honest, you know, but once you, once you find someone that wants to do it, that's it. That's it. It's got to have a part, the right partner, bro. So just keep shooting your shot then, huh? Keep shooting your shot. Don't give up. Don't give up. I think was, my thing was always like, I'm not, you know how you say, nah, I'm not going to get out a chance. I'd rather give it a chance and know it didn't work as opposed to wondering what could have happened. That's real, man. I mean, that's tough too. You know, because you go through a, a lot of BS or bad situations, you just, you put up a wall, you get better. And you just, you know what I'm saying? So, keep shooting. So you just keep shooting. 
keep shooting. Don't keep doing it in the bed. Like, you know what I mean? Don't go. I feel like that, you know, confuses things too. Like when it's just like sex, sex, like, like talk. You feel me? Like get to know somebody, like go eat. Like, yo, you got to do the old school shit if you want the old school results. Y'all give it up for that, man. Give it up for Eric Bellinger. Give it up for the rest of our beautiful panelists. Yes, sir. Go, go ahead and um, shout out y'all socials and stuff, just in case you want somebody sliding up in your DM. Definitely. You can slide in my DMs. Uh, mine is Esquire Main, so proverbial spelling, E-S-Q-U-I-R-E-M-A-N-E, -E, Esquire Main. I go by Crystal Garner, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-G-A-R-N as a Nancy E-R, and that's across all I TikTok to. And my social media is Monique A. Mitchell, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-A-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Monificent11. It's a playoff Rick Ross song, because I'm from Miami, so that makes sense. Um, Monificent is M-O-N-I-F-I-C-N-T-11. And of course, you can follow me at PosterChildJ1, P-O-S-T-E-R-C-H-I-L-D, Letter J number one, I hope you enjoyed this very special edition of Successful and Single Live. Big shout out to Eric Bellinger, everybody that participated in the panel, and uh, big shout out to you. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, make sure you comment, and make sure you be safe and keep God first.